0: As Ashley confirmed we got quorum, I think I'll yeah, ask we're the good. We're
1: Are, good. record. Record, Ashley. Yep. Thanks. Recording in progress.
0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the October 5th, 2021 TAC meeting. And we'll start by turning it over to Ashley to give us the instructions for Zoom this afternoon.
1: Thank you,
2: Uh, my name is Ashley Breyers and I'm going to read the instructions. Uh, I am a transportation planner and with Jessica on video there, transportation planning manager, uh, we're going to work alongside Jeff Crick, who is the chair to facilitate these meetings, meeting proceedings. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast live on the city's YouTube channel and public access channel 25. During the meeting, when you're not participating, please mute yourself by clicking on the microphone icon found on the lower left-hand side of the Zoom menu next to the video icon. When you're muted, a red line will appear over the icon. Muting your microphone during the meeting will make it easier for everyone to hear. You'll just have to remember to unmute if and when you want to speak. In some cases, we may mute or unmute people as needed to minimize distractions during the meeting. Please remember to state your name and title for the benefit of those listening remotely. You can turn your video on and off by clicking on the video icon on the menu. For the purpose of this public meeting, please keep your video on when you are participating in the meeting. When you are not participating, it is okay to turn your video off. Just remember to turn your video back on when you are participating. If you're participating by phone, you can click star six to unmute your phone for those using zoom somewhere on your screen, you will see a choice to be to toggle between speaker and gallery view speaker view shows the active speaker gallery view tiles all the meeting participants. Individuals who registered in advance will provide public comments remotely It will be called upon by name, no one has signed up. Uh, If somebody does want to comment we'll call on them, and we also don't have anyone in person, but if somebody shows up uh, Jeff will call for in person public comment and they will be socially distant from me. Uh, All motions will need to be stated clearly. After a motion is made and seconded, staff will call on each member individually to provide their vote. Staff will then need to announce whether the motion carried and the count of the vote. So now I'll turn the meeting over to Jessica to do introductions.
1: Hi, I'm Jessica Moringer, Transportation Planning Manager, and I will do roll call to start introductions for our TAC voting members today, and then at the end let everyone else introduce themselves um, that's on the call. Crick
0: Good afternoon, Jeff Crick with Lawrence Douglas County Planning.
1: Harger. Melinda Harger with City Municipal Services and Operations. Quisenberry.
3: Everybody, good afternoon. Aaron Quisenberry with KU Transportation Services.
1: Rodden. That's Glenn Rodden from Baldwin City, and he has yet to join us, it appears. Um, Sanford? Lindley Sanford with the city of Lecompton. <laughs> Smith? Ellison Smith, KDOT Planning. Voit.
4: Chad Voigt, Douglas County Public Works.
5: Okay,
1: Weigel. I'm
4: Weigel with Lawrence
5: Transit.
1: Okay, now I would invite our federal partners to introduce themselves. Beth Lee Cochran, Federal Highway Kansas. And our KDOT partners on the call.
0: Bill Hughes, Transportation Planning.
4: Steve Baldwin, Area Engineer in Topeka. Alan uh, Spicer, transportation planning.
1: All right. Anyone else? Did I miss anyone else that should introduce themselves for this call? Dave, are you there?
0: Hello, Dave Cronin, City of Lawrence. Okay, city engineer.
1: Thank
0: you. There's introductions, and we have a quorum. have Craig, Planning and Development Services. Thank you to Ashley and Jessica to get us started this afternoon. Um, that moves us on to item B, public comment. Um, Ashley, can confirm what she said earlier. I don't think we have anybody signed up, and there is no one in the room, if I'm correct. And I'm seeing an affirmative nod there. So yes, that's correct. All right, we'll we'll move on to item C to approve the September seventh, twenty twenty one minutes. Hopefully, everybody's had a chance to look at those and be happy to entertain any corrections or a motion to approve.
1: Allison Smith, KDOT, move to approve.
5: I'm Michael,
0: second. All right, we have a motion to approve and a second. Hearing no further discussion, go ahead and um, Jessica, I believe you have our, our vote for that.
1: Yeah, Jessica Morton, your transportation planning manager, I'll proceed to do roll call vote by last name in alphabetical order, Crick? Aye. Harger? Aye. Quisenberry? Yes. yes. S- uh, Sanford? Yes. Smith? I boy. Yes, and Weigel. Aye. The motion carries
0: seven to zero. Jeff Planning and development services, thank you, Jessica, and that moves us on to item D one, which is the federal fiscal year tip amendment number four and I will turn it over to Ashley to guide us through the item.
2: Thank you, I'm Ashley Breyers, Transportation Planner, and there's the TIP amendment, hopefully you can see it. Okay. The Transportation Improvement Program, or TIP, is the short range list of projects that are being implemented in our MPO area, and it's a four-year listing of projects. And we completely redo it every two years. But then we do quarterly amendments on a regular schedule. And this is one of our regularly scheduled quarterly amendments. So this is a a fairly long one, uh, just adjusting the projects to reflect current conditions for a lot of them. There are two new projects, uh, 11th Street in Louisiana, reconstructions, and then Massachusetts Street doing a multimodal improvement. There are also two projects being removed from the tip through this amendment, and we t- typically we don't remove projects from the tip until we update it. But um, the Walkerusa Drive project and the 27th Street Bridge project were both unfunded projects in the City of Lawrence's uh, capital improvement plan, so we remove those. Another change in the tip is the scope of the Baldwin City. Shady's path, Uh, it used to be from Highway 56 to High Street, and now it's from Elm Street to High Street. Uh, These other ones are just all reflecting current conditions. Uh, The traffic signal coordination study is adding a second phase to that project. The 15-day public comment period occurred and we had no public comments. Uh, Anyone have any questions?
0: All right. Jeff Craig, Planning and Development Services. Any any questions for staff on this item? All right.
4: Let's ask Ashley
0: to confirm there's no no public comment in the room or on Zoom for the item still. That's correct. Okay. All right. Well, turns back to us on that point there. Any? Questions, concerns, motions people would like to put forward for this particular item.
5: This is Adam Idol. I would really recommend approval of the office year 2021 through 2024. Sit a minute, four.
2: oh, go ahead, Melinda. This is Melinda Harger. I second the motion. All
0: right. Motion by Adam, and a second by Melinda on the item there. Okay. No further discussion. We'll go to vote. Okay.
1: Jessica Mortinger, Transportation Planning Manager. Roll call vote alphabetical by last name. Crick? Yes. Parker? Yes. Quisenberry? Yes. Sanford? Yes. Smith? Aye wait Yes. Weigel.
0: Weigel. I unmute there. Aye.
1: Okay. Motion carries seven
0: to zero. Thank you, Jessica. That moves us on to item two, which is the federal functional classification map revision. Um, And I believe Jessica has this item for us today.
1: Yes, Ashley, you shared your screen. Thank you. Um, We're presenting to you a follow-up from the conversation that we had last month in preparation for the beginning of the long-range transportation plan development, um, the update to the federal functional classification, roadway classifications. Many of these were requested by the city of Lawrence, well, Douglas County and the city of Lawrence um, as a result of the reality of some previous changes and impacts that had to who maintained sections of roadway and particularly within the county. Um, and Chad, you're welcome to add to that conversation if you'd like. We have presented you a list of all of the changes and mapped um, showing a notation of an ID number that is nothing but an ID number. so it's not significant um, in terms of anything but to ID it on the map um, the classification and location of that for uh, if you're unfamiliar. Um, and it shows on the map the previous and uh, then requested classification um, for each section. And so um, What Ashley started to scroll to also then was the map of the summary. So Federal Functional Classification has some guiding ideals from Federal Highway Administration and that's shown at the right. Um, And then we've shown to you for urban area, rural area and the county, um, what both the existing miles were in the currently approved Federal Functional Classification map and what the proposed miles are. And uh, there's only a couple instances where that doesn't fit within the federal highway ideal and those didn't change. Um, That's in freeway expressway and principal arterial and those uh, we didn't touch those since the last time. So we wanted just to point that out to you. I'd be happy to entertain any discussion you might have about any specific route or impacts to this but this would be our proposed federal functional classification um, that once accepted would be uh, used in our uh, transportation plan update. Um, It's important to note that there are other classifications that are used in the city and county um, for other things. So there is a major thoroughfares classification that's also done and updated as part of T2040 or T2050 in this case. And that is tied to the land development code and uh, street design standards. Um, And then there's also a separate classification that Douglas County has that's tied to access management. Um, And so while this is only the federal functional classification which is tied to maintenance ownership and funding eligibility, um, and also um, if it's if it's principal or arterial or higher as part of the national highway system. So, um, I'd be happy though to entertain any conversation you might want to have about this proposed amendment. All right.
0: Jeff Craig Planning Development Services. Thank you, Jessica. Any comments or questions for staff on this item? seeing Zoom silence, I will ask Ashley, is there any anybody that's joined in the room or anybody on for public comment? Okay I guess I, one question that I think I have which, which may be kind of a rookie question. I'll, I'll ask on this one here. Jessica you mentioned this is part of the the beginning of the update package for for the next metropolitan transportation plan and and that process going is this um how do you see this dovetailing into that is this is this an opening first step that has to occur to kind of set the stage for that process or is this just a is a perfunctory item that just has to occur ahead of it
1: Um, Jessica Mortinger, transportation planning manager. So traditionally we have done this um, before a long range transportation plan update. I think technically it probably could be done in conjunction with the update. Um, Some of the consideration for that is locally and regionally we, because we have multiple classification systems, we're really trying to avoid confusion with the public about m- amending multiple classifications at the same time. And as part of the function of the process, oftentimes the public interest is um, not so much tied to the technical standards of the federal classification, but instead tied to the standards in the major thoroughfares um, map that is tied to the land development code, mainly due to the connection of the function of the transportation network in that, map and plan related to how it ties into the network um in the land development and access and so that is often the one we do as part of the process so in engaging the community about that we're talking about as new areas develop and as things happen that's the one that's really tied to the land development code in terms and street standards and so that's the one we feel has the higher local value during that process Um, and so we really want to prevent confusion um, by saying, you know, we're amending three different maps and they don't match because they aren't consistent. What we call an arterial or a collector on this map is not the same as what we call an arterial or collector necessarily on the other maps. And it's really because they serve different functions.
0: Hopefully that answered your question. It did. Thank you so Thank you. much. Any, any other questions for staff on this item? All right, well, seeing none, I'd be happy to entertain a motion on it. Right, um, this is
4: Alan Spicer with uh, KDOT, and I just wanted to um, say that boards um, and Douglas County staff met with KDOT on September 27th to kind of just go over all the functional class changes. There was a couple um, terminations that we needed to clarify, so... Um, you know, those were all done. So, um, the APO staff, and the city and county, and and KDOT have have, have looked through all these proposals, and 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 they seem proper. So, before we would send it out to federal highway.
0: Thank you. I appreciate the addition there. everybody's good be happy to entertain motion still
4: i'll move to approve the amended functional class map
3: this is quiz i'll second it
0: all right, Jeff Craig Planning and Development Service. and a motion by Chad and a second by Quiz on the item. And Jessica, if you don't mind reading the role, please.
1: Yeah, Jessica Morton, your transportation planning manager. Same order again. Crick.
0: Aye.
1: Harger. Aye. Quisenberry? Yes. Rodden. Yes. Sanford? Yes. Smith? Aye. White. Yes. Weigel? Aye. Motion carries eight to zero.
0: Thank you, Jessica. That moves us on to item three, which is a discussion about 2022 safety targets that Ashley's going to lead us through. So, Ashley, take it away.
2: always helps if I unmute myself first. Uh, my name is Ashley Briers. I'm a transportation planner, and we're going to discuss the 2022 safety targets. There we go. So it's October. So it means that we need to talk about safety targets for the c- upcoming year. Uh, we've done this every year for the last several. And uh, starting last year, we looked at the road owner and maintainer of the crashes. And so I did that this year as well. And that will be shown in the data. The plan process for setting these targets are just talk about them today. And then uh, assuming we feel good with what our targets are, we'll do a 15 day public comment period and then come back in November for approval. So the 2020 crash data uh, shows more fatalities than in 2019. Uh, The fatalities are well, this map is just fatalities. And so the circles are vehicle crashes and there were 16 deaths in vehicles. And then there were two pedestrian uh, crashes or deaths. Uh, We did have this one very large crash on K-10 that had six people in it. Um, Just not good. Uh, As I mentioned, we talked about looking at the data differently. So in years past, we just looked at the data that KDOT assigned to each crash. And so for the fatalities, Lawrence had five and unincorporated Douglas County had 13. But when I assign the crash to the actual owner and maintainer of the road, the numbers are a lot different. So the city goes to city of Lawrence goes to four KDOT goes to 10 an unincorporated Douglas County goes down to three. So I think it's just very interesting to look at this because uh, it switches how we think about it and who maintains the roads and could potentially make them safer. I also updated the way that we were doing the performance measures on the PDF that was attached to the agenda to show the roads or the crashes by the road owner and maintainer. So this is the map of fatalities showing the crashes and the road owner so the red squares are KDOT, the blue dime uh, hexagons uh, city of lawrence and then we have kta and douglas county are the brown bars this is looking at the road owner and maintainer uh, for each year There are some years where we don't have one of the crashes mapped. So in 2016, that's the case. So you can just see across the years. And then these are the types of crashes. So the red, I'm sorry, purple triangle is a fixed object. In this case, it was a median. Uh, The green is another motor vehicle, which is the highest one. We had a overturned and then the two pedestrians. Serious injuries. The black dots again are showing vehicle crashes and there were 22 serious injury that were vehicles and one that was a pedestrian and the pedestrian is shown in the square. So here is by the road owner and maintainer again, same symbols. So red square is K-dot and blue is city of Lawrence. We did have Wakarusa Township in this one, uh, which is the green and Clinton Township in with the purple. This is looking at it over the years. Same thing where, where there were a couple of times where we did not have all of the crashes mapped. Just the data was not there. And then the types of crashes. So a lot of the serious injury ones were fixed objects. And then second highest was the uh, side impact other motor vehicle. Then we have head on rear end. Other side swipe and non collision. This is the non motorized fatalities and serious injuries uh, by road owner. And most of those occurred in the city of Lawrence. uh, Either on city of Lawrence roads or private or KU. So I took those numbers and we put the Douglas County total into our model that we've done for the last several years to do projections. And because we had 18 fatalities in 2020, it made our number go up, basically. Uh, Our five-year average went up and then our 2021 projected number went up and then our 2022 number also. So right now we're showing 14.9 as our projected number for 2022. For the rate of fatalities per 100 million VMT, same thing, took the number of fatalities, put it over VMT, and it gave us 1.1 and VMT's vehicle miles traveled. Number of serious injuries. We were down from last year at least, so we had 23 so within the five-year average is 25 in 2020 25.2 in 2021 and went down to 24.1 for our projected target and then the same thing here it is with over vmt so 2.4 for the projected target lastly we have non-motorized fatalities and serious injuries and our numbers have gone down just great since 2017 when we had the high of 10. So our averages have gone, our five-year rolling averages have gotten better as that number has fallen off of the average five-year average. So 4.6 for 2021. And then the average of 3.3 for 2022 is our target currently. So those are all the targets that we created using the, uh, math model that we've used in the past. So we'd like to discuss these targets with you and um, decide if we want to go forward with them. So I will stop sharing and we can, oh, I guess I could pull it back up. I'll leave it shared so we can go to something if we want to.
0: Uh, Ashley, thank you for going through the data on that one. Jeff Craig Planning and Development Services. I just wanna make sure I understand this this correctly. We're gonna be going out for a 15 day public public comment period beginning on October 12th, it'll last through the 26th. So we'll be seeing this again in our November TAC meeting. Is that correct?
2: That's correct. And the reason why we're putting it out for public comment is because this will actually be amended into transportation 2040. And so it's it's not federally required to have a public comment period, but because it's going into the long range plan, we feel like it's a good idea to do that.
0: Thank you. Um, Jeff Craig, playing Development Services. Do um, have any questions or comments on this data?
3: Yeah, this is Quiz. Um, Ashley, um, in general, when I'm looking at all of that going across, it looked like all of the data was heading downward in a favorable direction, except for the first part of the data, which was the fatalities, if I remember the slides right. Uh, and it looked like the fatalities was up. And what I was initially gonna say was, well, maybe that's more people out driving since COVID started, but then all the rest of the data showed everything going down. And so I didn't know why, if there's a correlation or anything, why fatalities might be up, but the rest of the data may be favorable looking like it's going down. Let me go to... And that's just how I saw it. I might have missed something there.
2: You're right. Uh, Ashley Byers, transportation planner. I don't know if we know exactly why it's gone up in 2020. So you can see that it's varied over the years from 2015 to 2020.
4: You go to the map uh, before that. You have,
1: yeah, you have one crash that has
2: six fatalities. Six
4: mm.
1: That's your Anam, That's your raise from the previous year.
4: So if, gotcha. that had been, if that had been one person, it would have been equal to the pre- prior year.
3: Yep. I gotcha. Yep. Thank you.
4: You said the brown bars are on county and township roads. Looks like county roads.
2: Just county roads. Yes.
4: Okay, And those are from the year 2020. Correct. Do you have that in a database or what format is the data in?
2: Yeah, it's in a GIS database. I can send you the table if you'd like or, or these points.
4: The whole table would be good because we, we show no fatalities in 2020. So I'm curious to look into that a little bit. We use the uh, data from the sheriff's office, and I know there's a little bit of discrepancy there, but I'm kind of surprised by that much.
2: Unfortunately, I can't pull it up right now because it's GIS. and it's that fine, yeah, just send it a lot. To fine. <laughs> okay.
4: There was one there in 2019 on uh, E-1900 road. So maybe it's federal fiscal year?
2: I believe it's January to December. Okay, um, Because we have to wait until July to ask for the 2020 data. Because it takes them that long to process it. Okay. Or I guess I should have, should have said for the year prior. We have to wait till July.
0: All right. Any, any other questions for staff on the item?
5: Adam um, Michael. So my um, understanding, these are these are all. But are required that we have measures for each piece um but the way you phrased an earlier presentation sentence was that we currently use the math model is it required that we use the math model to set our targets or is that an open question about how we want to set our targets
2: yeah ashley Burris, transportation planner it it's up to us how we want to set them all, set them and since i guess 2017 ish we've used a spreadsheet model to do it but every year we have a discussion about yeah. should we really do it or should we go down
5: um right and i remember asking this question last year but i guess maybe I'll, I'll ask the question differently this time around is is um have we seen other communities set different models is that usually is led by a group like TAC, or is that more of a political choice like if communities aim towards vision zero or things like that. Who, how have other communities decided to approach their target setting? Um, if, if not the math model, what's been the impetus to do that? Yeah.
1: Jessica Mortinger, transportation planning manager. I think there are communities that have chosen a vision zero based model where their uh, target um, is zero. It's their goal. It's visionary. Um, We have not taken that approach. Um, There's a couple reasons when we have that conversation why. One, um, we are not uh, an MPO that gets allocations of funding. So this is a regional target for the entire county. Um, And I think some of the MPOs that we've seen that have done other more progressive targets are really using performance based planning to make funding decisions. And so in a process, they would be prioritizing projects that might address safety issues. Um, and we have less control and power over doing that when each of the local jurisdictions sets their own project budgets and priorities, um, and that's fed into you know a regional process. Um, that's one consideration we've had. Two, it's a goal. So the issue is, is it re- even reasonably predictable that the resources we have in the region that are being spent, even if they were all spent, Um, on safety specific improvements, would it be realistic that we would, when we're at a year, when we're at 18 or 20, that within a one year period, we would get to zero? And so I think a little bit of it's been practicality of where we think, here's where the trend is moving us in this five-year average, and here's what we think the next year will contribute to that being with the reality that that data available publicly and to elected officials can help drive uh, and the public to drive conversations locally about what's happening on our roadways as a more realistic representation of what the reality of safety is in our community, as opposed to setting it as something visionary that without a lot of additional local commitment to resources and effort, you could maybe work towards?
3: This is Quiz. Um, Can't argue with what Jessica just said. Ideally, I like zero. Practicality-wise, put the number in you guys, one of four, you know, forecast, so. We've had this, we've talked about it for off and on for (laughs) several years now, I think, so. Any, Any
0: other discussion on this item? Jeff Craig Planning and Development Services, seeing no other discussion on the item. Um, like I mentioned earlier, we'll be seeing this at our November meeting. So everybody can kind of mold this over and, and please let everybody know about the 15-day public comment period. So if they have any comments they'd like to put in, they have that window on the on the agenda here. And since that's just a discussion, I mean, we don't need to take a vote on that one. So that moves us on to our quick update portion of the agenda. Jessica will guide us through those.
1: Jessica Mortinger, Transportation Planning Manager call to your attention on the agenda. We have a number of quick updates for you. The first of which is to let you know that the Draft 2022 Unified Planning Work Program that details the work we plan to do next calendar year is out for public comment through October 27th for a 30-day public comment period that will come back before this body and future MPO Policy Board at a future meeting along with the document of any uh, feedback we hear from the public. Um, We are in process for a public participation plan update. And our conversation at this point is to coordinate with Lawrence Transit on that update. And um, we are beginning that process now um, in the fourth quarter. So that'll look like a We don't anticipate uh, too large of an update, although we do want to bring our public participation plan in alignment with the International Association of Public Participation or IAP2 standards um, for engagement. So you'll see a little bit of a language change in how we talk about what we do, um, but you're gonna see a lot of the same strategies that we know have been effective. And of course, all of the elements to meet our federal requirements. Um, We do not have an update at this time about transportation and land use best practices, we have not had time to work on it and so we will bring that back to you when we do, hopefully at a future meeting. We've had our first kickoff meeting with the Pedestrian Plan Steering Committee. It was very successful. We feel very confident that we have a very broad range of representation on that committee, and we are going to be meeting with them again next week and sharing with them our draft engagement plan, our scope of work, and um, a draft survey to begin some public engagement um, and a pretty ambitious plan to table um, and do a lot of outreach, particularly to vulnerable populations as part of that process Um, we are participating in the transit route redesign study and adam's getting ready hopefully to publish an agenda for a meeting next week that's gonna start to explore scenarios for transit service and so we're really excited to see how the public responds to that in response to um, their first survey and how um, they uh, and and some of the guidance they gave to transit um, into that process about what they would like to see in terms of service in the community Um, And we've also attached the link for the monthly Kansas Department of Transportation updates um, and that's available for your consideration from KDOT. I'd be happy to, to entertain any questions you might have about any of our updates as we work on all the ambitious work plan we have this fall and winter.
3: This is Quiz. I don't know if I can say this, Jessica, Ashley. You all are awesome. I don't know if that's like legit to say in a meeting, but there it is. So it's a lot of stuff.
0: We'll questions? take
1: it. We'll take it. <laughs> it
0: is, a, it is a definitely a lot of things going on
1: there. So. As long as we're throwing out kudos, um, Allison Smith, got. this is towards Adam and Lawrence transit, the bus stops that are now out are beautiful they're gorgeous I love them I've seen them all around town now there's some I live on Long Iowa Street so there's one at 27th in Iowa now um, so just kudos because I know the city of Lawrence has been looking for upgrades for our bus stops for the users and they're fantastic looking so I'm just going to toss out that compliment because that's a huge bonus for our town so putting that out there.
5: Appreciate it, we have some staff working very hard
0: on that. Yes. All right, well, any any questions on the quick updates or other uh, kudos you want to put out there while we're covering business here? All right, well, Jeff Great Planning and Development Services, that moves us on to item F, other business. Does anybody have any other business to bring before the board this afternoon? All right, well, not seeing any, so I'm going to move on to G, which is our next meeting. It'll be November 2nd. Uh, we'll see if we kind of return the one item from our regular agenda and, and probably a few more. So everybody stay tuned to see those informational and the agenda get posted there. And with that, we are out of agenda items. And I always forget, this is not a board where we take a motion to adjourn. So we can just call it to an adjournment there. But uh, it's great to see everybody again. And thanks for taking time out of the afternoon and um, stay well. And we'll be in touch very soon. So thank you all.
2: Recording stopped